Minnesota Sports, the local sports leader. Suns insider Kellen Olson joins Burns and Gambo to talk Phoenix Suns basketball. Hey, Kevin. Uh, Kellen Olson, Arizona Sports. Nice to meet you. Welcome to the Valley. Uh, oh, yeah. Can you say it again? I'm Kellen. Welcome to the Valley. Nice to meet you. Courtside with Kellen. Brought to you by Southwest Gas. Committed to exceeding expectations today while innovating sustainable solutions for tomorrow. Our weekly visits with Kellen Olson, our Suns guru, as the Suns have a chance to do something tonight they haven't done since May 2nd of 2007. You want me to freak you guys out? Yeah, freak me out. I was a sophomore in high school. Man! God, shut up! (laughs) Hi, Kellen, Kellen, Kellen. How old will you be 16 years from now? I will be 48. <laughs> right? Oh, you see? You see when you look at it like that? Isn't it so much different than looking the other way? Because it's the same thing, 16 years one way or another. So it's like, it's like six. So in 2007, if we would have said, hey, the Suns aren't going to close out a home game for 16 years, we're like, man, how old am I going to be in 16 years? <laughs> I'm, I'm really depressed Burnsy by looking at it like that. Uh, I'm going to, 16 years from now, I'm going to be 68 years old. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be just gone. rounding into form. Oh, it's, stop, it's, it's gonna it's gonna be the it's gonna be the Burns and Kellen show here on Arizona oh, Sports, man. the local sports leader. I'll still be around. Gambo, you're gonna be at a villa in Italy, right? Is that what you're gonna be oh, doing? I, I will absolutely be in a villa in Italy. <laughs> you're gonna fly us out to your villa, right? I hope. You better. <laughs> I only like. There's not a lot of things that I really want in life, but I I do want to die in Lake Como. Well, I do I do want to die there. That's, that's fine. It's just fly me and Kellen out there, yeah. and we'll all hang out. We'll talk yeah, some basketball show from with the you. villa. We'll yeah. handle everything. For you yeah, after it's yeah, all good. Yeah. It's be Once you say your and go off into the sunset, we'll take care of the villa for sure you. There's a nice bottle of Chianti waiting for us, and we'll be fine. No. We'll, we'll, we'll be good. We'll be good. Yeah, we'll um, be. It'll be 11:30 at night. There, you'll be doing the show. I don't know if you can stay up that late. <laughs> uh, what I was going to say was May second, two thousand seven, the last time the Phoenix Suns closed out a series at home. Granted, there have been a ton of playoff series between now and then because of that ten year stretch where they didn't go. But Kellen, if it's to happen tonight, I, I, it's a it's a trite kind of conversation starting sort of question, but what has to happen tonight for the Suns to finish this up? What what are you going to be looking at tonight for the Suns? Because I don't think the Clippers are going to quit. I mean, the Clippers have had no quit in them so far this series. What's the key to this? What has to happen? Well, first of all, I think we should establish the Suns are gigantic favorites right now in Vegas. I think that the Clippers are plus 700 right now. If I looked Ah. at it correctly earlier this morning, that means if you put 10 bucks down, you get 80 back. Like that is that is significant. They're significant underdogs. But the keys to it, I think it has to be the start of the game, right? We we keep having this conversation and I understand why it is important about the bench and how the bench has struggled and all this kind of stuff. But part of the bench struggling is the fact that the starters don't really have control of the game when the bench starts to come into the game. And that applies to both stretches of the game. I think that in game four, they had probably their best little stretch there in the second half because once they came in, the starters had gone on that run, but it took them having those three straight turnovers, that 7-0 run, and all that kind of stuff happening. But I just think it's going to come down to their start of the game, and then from there, if the bench can channel some energy and getting campaign back tonight will be a really, really big step forward. Pretty much every time a player's list is probable he's going to play, that's where campaign is at today. So I think it comes down to those two things. If the bench starts out well, and then if campaign brings energy, if both of those things happen, they're probably up 15 in the early second quarter, and we're already looking at how Denver's second unit is looking and all that kind of stuff. We're already thinking about the next round. 
I don't. I don't disagree with you at all. I'm I'm ready for the Suns kick somebody's ass game, and I think this is going to be it. I checked with the Suns just a short time ago on campaign, and it's still probable. It's a, he's still probable. So no, nobody's saying he's definitely going to play, but you know, probable means he's very likely to play. But I I think they're ready for that breakout game, and I think in 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 some ways too, I think it's the Clippers. Like they exhausted every single option possible to try to beat the Phoenix Suns, and they couldn't do it. They were home. They did everything. They did so many things right. And I mean, besides playing a perfect game or having the Phoenix Suns completely stumble, the Suns are just a better team, and they're going to win this game. And I think they'll win it convincingly. And I think uh, we're waiting for that. We're all waiting for them to, to just you know just wax the Clippers. I think that's going to be tonight. Yeah, it, it was a really good point that you brought out there, Gambo, specifically on the perfect game part because that is the one thing that I have in the back of my mind. I did expect at least in one of these games for the Clippers to have that game where their three point shooting is nuts, where they hit eighteen, nineteen, twenty threes because they have the shooting for it. I think the head of their sink right now is Russell Westbrook, a guy you want to shoot, but if you look at everyone else on the court pretty much except for their centers, those are threatening three-point shooters, particularly the likes of Batum, Gordon, and Powell. Those are the guys that you really don't want to leave open, but what the Suns did in game four and I thought was really smart was they let Russell Westbrook drive. They did not overcommit to him, and they were like, okay, the rim is yours. Go ahead. This is where you want to be. That's fine, but where Westbrook starts to get really dangerous is when you allow him to be a playmaker and for him to set up those threes. The Clippers have had under 20 assists in two of these four games. It was game two and then game four. A bit of a warning sign for me was in game three when I believe the Clippers had 25 or 27 assists and it was like, man, no Kawhi out there and they're still getting the ball moving a fair bit against this defense. That's troubling, but the Suns nipped that in the butt in game four and so that's something I'm going to be looking at here in this game. Like, Keep an eye on it. Like, Does Powell or Gordon's had a couple first quarters where he's hit a couple threes early. Does that start a thing kind of materialize? Because we all know what that looks like, right? It's the mid-second quarter and that highly contested three goes in in the corner and we're looking at each other. Is it one of those nights where just everything's going to go in for them? And I think that's really the only way that the Clippers can win this game, to be honest, is, is one of those high volume shooting percentages, uh, getting one of those shooting percentages with a high volume of threes at the same time. They're capable of it. And man, Russell Westbrook, he is not ready to go out yet. That team is not ready to go out, but especially him. We stumbled into a conversation about Westbrook earlier. How much value do you think he's added to himself, even with everything he's done in his career? How much value has he added to himself with how he's played with the Clippers during these playoffs and even during the, the regular season? He's added a ton. And, and I think we, we talked about this bouncing off a preview piece that I had two weeks ago at the start of the series where I called him the X Factor of the series. Yep. And my main thing was, look, a lot of dumb basketball fans, and I don't call people dumb very often, but a lot of dumb basketball fans treat Russell Westbrook like a joke. He's one of the best point guards of all time. He's just flat out one of the best point guards of all time. And yes, he has had a rough go the last couple of seasons. It does not look good when he doesn't play well right now, but if you look at the way that he has come together into form into this series specifically, this is exactly why the Suns could not treat him as a joke in their own way, right? They had to take him seriously, and they have, and Russell Westbrook has still played at this elite level, but I think what he has shown, specifically on the defensive end, I think this is the best defense he's ever played in his career, to be honest, that he's got at least a couple of years left in him, because I was surprised watching that Clipper tape back at the start of the series and being like, man, if you give him a downhill lane, it's over. He's 34 years old, he's got all those minutes on his body with 
the amount of usage that he had over the years, and he can still absolutely explode. I don't know if he's going to be a commodity this offseason necessarily because I think Kevin Zerman on our podcast has made a really good point of what the Clippers have done is let him be him. And, and where the Lakers were failing and where the Wizards were kind of sort of succeeding in the, in the first start of it at least was letting him be himself. And that's where the Clippers have, have welcomed him with open arms and let him play his volatile style of play. And it's really worked out for them to this point. The team adding him this offseason, if it is the Clippers, if it's someone else, will have to figure out that fit as well. I think it's you got to have the right coach for him, you know. And I think on a on a one year mid level deal, I don't know what he can get out there. But on a one year mid level deal, having that guy come off the bench for you, I think you know, I I think it could be a plus if he understands his role and he accepts his role. He can still score at a very high level. He defends at a very high level. He brings you energy. The clip like the Clippers, and like you say, from the time he left Oklahoma City, he's been in Houston, he's been in Washington, he's been with the Lakers, he's been with the Clippers. I mean, that's four teams. That like the last four years. He just hasn't been able to find a home. So it has to be the perfect fit for him to make it work. It, it really does, yeah. And, and I don't think it would be here either. I remember Wolf and Luke said there was some conversation about bringing how he could have been a buyout candidate for them after game one and fans were freaking out online about how the Suns could have had this guy. You need the right style of play for him and with the way that the Suns share the ball and how many ball handlers they have that need the ball already. If you're playing Russell Westbrook over 15 minutes in Phoenix, that means that he's taking away the ball. He's taking the ball out of Chris Paul's hands or Devin Booker's hands or Kevin Durant's hands. You want that for certain stretches to give those guys a rest, but at the same time, he he needs a dominant portion of the ball, and I think that he needs. He would want to start wherever he's going. Still, he's at that point. And <laughs> look at the series he's having. He's going to be like, I better start somewhere. Yeah, I was. I was the second be best player in a series like this with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant in it. Yeah, and it certainly wouldn't be here. Uh, wrapping things up with Kellen Olson in studio here for our weekly conversation, and I want to ask you the, the, the question about DeAndre Ayton. You were there at practice yesterday. And I'm going to dovetail this in it because Gambo and I are going to talk about Ayton in the next segment of the show. It reading the quotes and listening to some. Of the audio that you gathered when you when you were there, it felt like very much a let's prop up DeAndre. Let's you know, like was there a? I'm not asking you to be a psychologist here or anything, but did you get the sense that there was a let's make DeAndre feel good about DeAndre kind of moment yesterday? Maybe. I think it's just more about whenever DeAndre is asked about, they always do that job. They, they always speak of him in a really positive way and, and try to lift him up, if that's the way that you want to put it. Sure. Like, he is he has not played well in this series. I think if you compare it to all of his other playoff series, which are a lot of really good ones, this is his worst by a pretty significant margin. I just think the bare minimum of effort that they need from him in terms of rolling to the rim hard, running up and down the floor, rebounding, contesting shots at the rim, the bare minimum just hasn't been there for him from in this series. I don't know why, but it's just not there. And I think that they need a lot more of that out of him coming up because if we're looking ahead already and talking about Denver, he outplayed Nikola Jokic, in my opinion, two years ago. I think that he really did that in that series when they swept him. That's how good he was defending Jokic and running the floor and, and making team plays for everyone else. They need that kind of guy again next round to have, I, I don't want to phrase it as like a chance against Denver, but to beat them, they're going to need a really good DeAndre Aiden in that series, I think, or else Jokic is just going to dominate him, and yeah. that's what they need from him. All right, Kellen, we appreciate it. We'll see you tonight at the arena. Thanks for stopping by for a few, as always. Thank you.